The Money Pit is brought to you by Lumber Liquidators, DIYs, Tando, Carrier, Greenworks, and GE. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are so psyched that you're here with us today because it's almost spring, which means it's almost time to get out the tools, get out the paintbrush, get planning for that home improvement project we know you want to get done. And we are here to help you every step of the way. Help yourself first, though, by calling in your question right now at 888 888- Money Pit. Coming up on today's show, if you'd like to step up the look of your home exterior this spring, an exterior lighting design can help. So we're going to have some tips to improve your home's exterior presented by Tando Exterior Cladding in just a bit. And speaking of lighting, the quality of your lighting inside the home also makes a big impact on not only how your home looks, but how you feel inside. We're going to have tips on how to choose the right type of lighting to make your home look and feel your very best. And also ahead, we use more energy to heat and cool our home than just about anything else. So we've got some tips on new technology and thermostats that can cut back on your energy use while increasing comfort. And if you're planning a flooring project, we've got a fantastic giveaway going out to one lucky caller this hour. And that's a $200 gift certificate to Lumber Liquidators. You can use it at any of their 375 stores nationwide or online at LumberLiquidators.com. It's going out to one lucky caller drawn at random. Make that you call us right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. John in Florida's on the line with a tiling question. What can we do for you? Well, I was thinking of tiling my bathroom, and uh, I was going to put some cement board down on the floor before I tiled the floor. But uh, the green board that's on the walls, I was uh, questioning whether I should just uh, thin set and tile the green board, or do I have to remove that and put uh, cement board on the walls? So it depends on how long you want the tile to last. You know, the green board is a water-resistant drywall, and it's designed to put tile over it. So it's it's something that people do. It's something that builders do a lot, I'll I'll tell you that. And I never really liked it because typically I've seen five to eight years later, you know, that all has to be torn out because it's just not as durable as putting the cement board up. So, you know, if this is a long-term house for you, I'd tell you that you're probably better off taking that out, putting up a cement board, and then putting tile up this way. It's going to last you uh, pretty much indefinitely. Okay, even even go all completely around the tur- uh, the tubs around that I've got in there now? Absolutely, because that's where all the water is going to sit. That's what I had suspected, and I, that was just verification to my question. Thank you very much. All right, John. Good luck. You know, a lot of times folks really do have a gut, you know, feeling about the right way to do something. Using us as a sounding board is a great reason to call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. So glad we could help John out. Laura in South Carolina, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? We have a deck on the back of our house that we, about two years ago, put a product on it that makes it like an anti-slip texture. And the coating is starting to chip off in big chunks. So we were thinking about using that deck over or over deck, I think it's called. And when we were at Home Depot, we noticed that they have something else that was an option. They're actually foot squared tiles. They're like a thick rubber that you actually use glue to adhere onto the deck and then you cover your deck that way. My concern is if you apply that onto the deck, will that rot the wood? 
Well, Laura, I'm not familiar with rubber tiles, but there are polypropylene tiles or plastic tiles or composite tiles that are on the market that are designed to cover old decks. And the way these work is they sit on top of the deck boards and they usually lock together. And some of them are quite attractive. There's a product called Cover Deck that comes in dozens of different uh, colors and shapes and designs that could look really neat. And it's not going to be slippery and it's going to look great. I am concerned if you're gluing something down to the wood deck, I agree that something like rubber glued to wood is bound to let some water underneath and it's certainly not going to evaporate. These composite tiles or the plastic tiles usually have a bit of space under them, which allows the wood to breathe and dry out. And really that's the issue. If you hold water against it, you will get decay. So I would take a look at some of the tile products that allow you to cover these decks and probably avoid anything that's that's rubbery that you're going to glue down. Okay, so the glue is okay as long as there's a gap or some sort of gap between the wood. It's okay to cover it as long as there's airspace so it dries out. Okay, perfect. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Chris from Tennessee on the line who just put in a new septic tank and needs some help with the yard work. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, uh, we had some people to come and put our septic tank in about five years ago, and the yard looked great when they got done with it. Now we've got a bunch of sinkholes and a bunch of hills in the backyard, and I just want to know the best way to fix that without messing up the assessment tank and messing up the water lines and stuff. So is the distribution field in the area where all these sinkholes are and this depression? Yes, sir. So you got to be really careful because you don't want to put any heavy equipment over that because you can crush those pipes. So you can add topsoil on top of that, but I wouldn't go over it with anything heavier than a wheelbarrow full of dirt. Okay. And so I would fill them in by hand, and I would rake that out, and I would reseed it. The good news is that it, it will probably grow quite, quite nicely being over the septic field. But I would be careful not to put anything heavy equipment-wise into that area because you can crush the pipes, and then you're going to have a bigger problem. All right. Well, thank y'all for your question, and I listen to y'all every day, and y'all were great. All right. Thanks, Chris. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Cheryl in Wisconsin has a question about heating. How can we help you stay toasty? I have a large area downstairs. It's um, about one-third. It's 11 by 36 feet, and about one-third of that we use for a dining and kitchen area, mainly when we okay. have company. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking to heat that whole area, just the area where we, we eat. And I was wondering if one of those oscillating um uh, space heaters would be a good idea, one of the taller ones. Well, look, here's the thing. I think your question is about efficiency, and most space heaters are not very efficient. They're only efficient if you're going to do what you're doing, which is that is to isolate the heat to just one very narrow space of the house. But this is a big uh, area. You know, if it's 30-something feet long, it might be hard to do that. It's It's different if it's like one individual bedroom or something of that nature. But I will say that generally speaking, they're more expensive to run than your heating system on a BTU but to, to BTU basis. In other words, comparing the cost to, to create a BTU in, in your main heating system versus the space heater. What kind of heat do you have? What kind of fuel do you use? Natural gas. Yeah. Natural gas is always going to be less expensive than electric space heaters. But if you've got an area that's that's a little bit chilly, you want to supplement it on a limited basis, like just when you're using that room for company or dining. I think it's okay, but there's just not very much that there's not very much that's efficient about the use of a space heater. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, right close to the table in the area where we eat. Yeah, but only in those limited circumstances when you're using that area do you want to use the space here. Then you'll keep the heat down the rest of the time. Actually, you know, our basement is still cold. When we have company, we really crank up the heat, and the basement is still really cold. 
you know, we live in Wisconsin. Yeah, so even when the heat's up, it's chilly. Yes. So if you're just using it on a temporary basis to supplement it only when you're down there eating, then I think it's probably okay. But I think your original question is, is it efficient? No, it's just not. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, safety, security, and style. A good outside lighting design can deliver all three. We'll have tips to improve your home's exterior next. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your decor dilemma, whatever's going on in your house. If you want to plan a project for the future, we'd love to chat about it at 888-666-3974. We'd also like to give to one lucky caller a $200 gift certificate to Lumber Liquidators. You can choose from over 400 varieties of first quality flooring. They've got pre-finished hardwood, bamboo, laminate, vinyl plank, woodlook tile, you name it. They got it. You can use it for those finishing touches like the moldings and the grills. You can redeem it at LumberLiquidators.com or at one of the 400 stores nationwide. So give us a call right now. Let's get to that project at 888 Money Pit. Mark in Missouri is on the line with a roofing question. What can we do for you today? I've got a house that's probably about 50 years old and it's had the roof replaced on it uh, one time. It's got a tar and a gravel uh, uh, a lava rock roof and uh, I know I'm going to have to replace that here one of these days. Now, uh, the decking on the roof is actually my ceiling. It's a two-by-six tongue and groove, and uh, I'm sure they've got tar paper on top of that and then some insulation and then the uh, the uh, tar and lava rock, and I'm wondering how I'm going to have to replace that, what type of insulation I could use on that. It doesn't have a lot of pitch. And when you say decking, we're talking about the structural decking. You don't use this as a as a as a recreational deck. Is that correct? No, huh? no. That's the the two by six is is the actual decking for the roof. Like I said, it's the it's the ceiling on the inside of my house. So you're looking for options in low slope roofing. Then is that correct? Right. Yes. Uh-huh. I'd like to go back with metal roof, but uh, uh, 
you know, what, what do I do on top of the decking that I've got? Uh, right. Well, if you were going to go with metal roof, you're going to probably go down to the original decking, and then you're going to put a new insulating board on top of that. And then you're going to put the metal roof over that. And you're pretty much going to do that same assembly regardless of the type of roof you, you use. If you were to use um, you know, a traditional flat roof like a modified bitumen, which is sort of like a rubberized asphalt kind of product, you, know, you would do it in the same sort of fashion. It's real important, though, that when you, when you choose your roofer... You want to make sure, Mark, that you find one that's really experienced with flat roofs, because what I've found is that very often you have you know groups of roofers that are just terrific with pitched roofs, but when it comes to flat roof, it's only sort of the occasional job, and they don't always have the skill set to do that. The the guys that do flat roofs a lot are, are more the commercial roofers, and you know you could pretty much go with any technique that they recommend based on your particular situation. And it's going to get done well. But um, I would just say that uh, make sure that the, the devil is in the detail with these flat roofs because they're, they're, uh, if you have any defects in the assembly of the roofing material itself or more commonly the flashing points where like you know, pipes come through the roof and that sort of thing, that's where the leaks actually show up. So it's not an impossible situation. It's just unusual for residential. The original builders here, they put a thin insulation up there and it got so hot in the summer. Uh, they took it out and put more insulation in. I don't know what they've done. Yeah, there are insulation boards for that. And by the way, about the heat in the summer, if that's an issue, that's something that the metal roof can actually help you a lot with because the new metal roofs today, they actually have a low E coating and they reflect the heat back off of the roof. So it doesn't become you know this huge heat sink that's throwing a lot of radiant energy down into your room. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to go metal and and then forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it, Mark. All right, man. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you'd like to step up the look of your home's exterior, a good lighting design can help. Lighting not only adds safety and security, but style if it's done well. We've got ideas in today's exterior home improvement tip presented by Tando. Here's what you'll need to consider. Now, budget, that's a big one. Exterior lighting costs can range from a little to a lot. Now, adding a lightscape to a home where you plan to be for only a few years will merit a different level of exterior lighting investment than a longer-term abode. But even for bigger lighting plans, this is one improvement you can easily spread over a number of years. You know, do one side or type of lighting at a time. Now, the other issue to consider is durability. If you're working with a pro or you're shopping for DIY lighting systems, I always think it's a good idea to go for quality fixtures and components. Low voltage is the way to go, but you really need to work with good materials like copper and brass. There are a ton of cheap landscape lights out there, and I've seen many that rarely last more than a season or two. So you're better off buying quality fixtures and kind of breaking your project up into smaller chunks to spread out that cost than going for one of those cheapo systems that's just going to last you a year or two and then just be time to throw it out and start again. Now, another thing to consider is creating the mood and the focus. So a range of outdoor lighting fixtures really do make it possible to illuminate your home's exterior as well as any Hollywood lighting designer out there. The key, though, is good focus. For your front and backyards, carefully choose focal points to receive the brightest and most dramatic spotlight and then build the rest of the outdoor lighting scheme around that. Overall, you want to shoot for a natural look that replicates moonlight streaming, you know, very softly and beautifully from above, as opposed to those heavy doses of uplighting. Good 
advice, and that's today's exterior home improvement tip presented by Tando Exterior Cladding. With Tando, you can replace wood and stone with beauty, longevity, low maintenance, and moisture resistance. Tando Shake Signature Stain features six stain colors and a true semi-transparent wood stain for rich color. And Tando Stone has the rich look of stone without the weight, messy mortar, or maintenance. Ask your contractor to use Tando to accent any other type of siding or visually interesting mixed materials look. Learn more at TandoBP.com. That's Tando, T-A-N-D-O-B-P.com. Brad in Massachusetts is on the line and wants some help with insulation. What's going on at your obviously chilly home? Well, we've got a stucco house, three-story. Um, it's a Japanese-style uh, arts and crafts. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. Yeah, it's different. It was, uh, it was designed by a fellow by the name of Ralph Adams Cram, who was a noted architect back in the day. Uh, there's no insulation. We have a cold basement, and uh, it's stucco, as I said. Uh, there may be fire stopping, I'm not sure, you know, in the walls. And uh, it, that's unclear. But I'm worried about moisture, so I'm also worried about a, a fuel bill. Uh, so what I'm looking to do is how do I go about insulating this house and uh, so that we can be warm all winter in this cold part of the, uh, the United States and at the same time, make certain we don't introduce moisture problems from uh, trapped water. Well, first of all, this is a wood frame wall? Uh, yes. So this is a good uh, reason to use a blown-in insulation. And so blown-in cellulose, maybe blown-in fiberglass, coupled with, you know, it has to be installed by somebody who really isn't what they're doing because they're going to use an infrared uh, scanner to determine those cold spaces because you mentioned you may have fire stopping. If it turns out you have fire stopping for every bay, every section of, of open two by four, you may end up with two holes instead of one. Once they figure out sort of the lay of the land, then uh, I would blow in insulation into those cavities and that's going to warm up those walls quite a bit. Uh, if you use cellulose or fiberglass, I wouldn't be too terribly concerned about moisture because I think those walls are going to breathe based on the age of that house. And it's really not practical to do any kind of vapor barrier at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he has to do the due diligence to make certain he fills all these bays up and everything. Yeah. But you'd be surprised. I mean, I did this in my home at the beginning of, well, it ended up happening at the beginning of the fall. And I did notice a big change in it, but I was really surprised that the contractor who did the insulation, which was blown in from the exterior. And I mean, I saw the holes and I saw the pink stuff flying out of it, but nobody would come in and do like a thermal scan to show me that the bait, you know, because it's like a mystery. You're like, is it really in there? Did you really do it? And I would love to see that to know that truly those areas are all filled. Right. Okay. So is that normally done from outside rather than coming in and uh, tearing up my wallpaper and everything? Or? Well, you have the option of doing it from outside or inside. Now, if it's stucco and you're going to repaint the, the, the house, uh, you know, repairing stucco is pretty easy and it's supposed to be rough. So that might be the way to go. Or a combination. You know, if you've got some rooms with nice wallpaper, maybe you, you leave those rooms alone. But if you've got some rooms that are just plain old drywall, then you, you go ahead and go at it from the inside. Any choice between uh, fiberglass or, uh, or uh, cellulose? I, I personally prefer cellulose. I think that it, it, that it packs better and it's got fire resistance built into it, so you don't have to worry about that. All right, good. Thank you so much. 
All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Well, screwing in a light bulb has always been thought of as about the easiest home improvement project imaginable. Well, that's still true, but with the arrival of so many new light bulbs and new technologies, finding that right light bulb seems to make that task even harder. We'll get tips on a new line of LED bulbs that makes this project simpler than ever and can make your home look better as a result after this. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com. Well, if you're hesitant to pick up a paintbrush, let alone swing a hammer, there are improvements that you can make to your home that are as easy as changing a light bulb. Because the quality of lighting makes a big impact on not only how your home looks, but how you feel inside the home. Now, GE has introduced its first high-definition LED light with three distinct lighting options to enhance your home, which they call Relax, Refresh, and Reveal. Kathy Stereo, General Manager for Consumer Product Management, joins us now with more. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, thank you. So before we had LEDs, it seems that the connection between the quality of light and how that light makes us look and feel wasn't really well known, at least not so by consumers, perhaps in expert circles, but consumers, I don't think were that aware of it. Is this sort of a relatively new awakening for the consumer market? Yeah, it is a new awakening. I mean, I think from the point you made, consumers really looked at light as kind of something that was just utilitarian, right? They flip a switch and it came on. Or, unfortunately, it would burn out, and then they would just go and replace it with kind of something that was on the shelf and and really just provided light output, but it really wasn't something that consumers were able to understand as the impact that the light can have on their environment. And 
And uh, the LED technology allows us to make that change. Now, with LEDs coming down in price, and they're basically available pretty much anywhere, it seems like LEDs have totally gone mainstream. They have clearly surpassed incandescent bulbs and, thankfully, the compact fluorescents, which never <laughs> seem to be very bright. Um, so are we really going mainstream with LEDs now? And do you think this is going to be the choice for, uh, for the foreseeable future? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think the time for LEDs has come, you know, for the foreseeable future. I mean, we expect about half the sockets in the country to be LED by 2020. And you're right. It's because the cost has come down considerably. I mean, from a few years ago where it was 15 to $20 a bulb, now they're at $5 or less a bulb. And the LED technology really can be found in any shape bulb that'll fit whatever application you have in your home. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I remember when they very first came out, and, and they were trying. There were guys trying to sell these for about fifty bucks a bulb. I was yeah. like, "You're kidding, yeah. really?" <laughs> that was for the early, 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 adopter. early days, exactly. <laughs> so, um, thankfully, that is no longer the case. We can get a good quality LED bulb for, as you say, around five bucks. Um, speaking of quality, let's talk a little bit about the quality of light uh, that you can get. Are all LEDs sort of created equal? Like, how does a consumer compare one LED bulb to another? I think there's a few things. You know, all LEDs are really not created equal. I mean, I think when you're looking at a light bulb that when you're going to put in your socket, it's going to last, you know, 10 years or so. So when you're thinking about what you're signing up for for that decade, you just want to make sure that you've got a brand that's going to be around, that's been around that long, that stands behind it. So I think quality and the integrity of the brand matters. But just like any other lighting technology, there really are different color temperatures, different wattages, shapes. And then, you know, the quality of light, which is what we need to pay attention to and what we're encouraging our customers to pay attention to with our new HD line of products. Now, we have uh, HD video, we have HD audio, we now have HD lighting. <laughs> so <laughs> expanding that high-definition line, what exactly is a high-definition LED? Yeah, a high-definition LED is an LED that's engineered with a higher color rendering index. And really what that does is it provides, you know, bolder colors and enhanced contrast uh, for the lighting, and so it really makes your colors pop and really provides that color, exceptional clarity of color. And when we talk to consumers about this product and we did our homework with our, our research partner, really consumers related to this like they did their television and those other things that really said, oh, this, this looks like the reds on my TV. This really pops like what I'm used to seeing in, in kind of the consumer electronics space. And so that's kind of how we brought that thread of HD through to the naming. So with all these capabilities, I think there is uh, mass confusion sometimes in the aisle of the home center or the hardware store. I've seen folks walk up the aisle and down the aisle and up the aisle and down the aisle trying to find the light bulb that they need to replace the one that burned out. Is that getting easier now? Is the labeling getting clearer? I mean, you mentioned wattage before because that's how we equated brightness, but that doesn't really so much apply because that's a measure of power and not really a measure of how much light we're going to get. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, con consumers spend about five minutes or so in the lighting aisle just searching for the replacement. Sometimes when we kind of stalk the aisles at our local retailer, we see consumers with a bulb in their hand and they're trying to find it and match the shape. And really, one of the insights we learned in doing our homework on this product line is when consumers saw the different quality of light options, they said, you know, I really like this route. I like this option for my, my family room, right? I want to feel cozy in my bedroom and, 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 
I like this one to be invigorating, and that would be really good in my laundry room, for example. And so the insight that we took from that and we put through our packaging and our merchandising at the point of sale is really for our relaxed product. That one is really engineered for the comfortable, cozy spaces. We put icons on the front of the box that tell you, hey, if you... If you don't know about lumens and CRI and color temperature and those kinds of things, it's okay. Just look at the uh, front of the package. It'll tell you where to price the product and what the best light is for that room that you're trying to get that um, effect in. We're talking to Kathy Stereo. She's the general manager for consumer product management for GE Lighting. So, Kathy, where can we find the high-definition LED bulbs from GE? Yeah, so right now the HD series is available at Home Depot and HomeDepot.com as well as Target.com and select Target stores. And we're excited to say that you will see it rolling out across multiple retailers as they update their shelves throughout this year. And the cost? The cost is for a two-pack of a 60-watt equivalent light bulb for our Relax, which is our soft white for cozy, comfortable spaces, $7.77 a two-pack. Stepping up to Refresh, which is that invigorating, energizing for the spaces where you want a little bit more of a daylight feel, $8.77. And then our best light is Reveal, with the highest color contrast is at $9.97 for a two-pack. So all of them are under 5 bucks a bulb. That's just terrific. Isn't that amazing? It's great. Kathy Stereo from GE Lighting, talking about high-definition LED lights. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. If you'd like to learn more, head on over to gelighting.com slash hdlight. All right. Spring is almost here. And if you've got a spring project planned, now is a great time to talk about it. We're here to help you get that project done on time and on budget. Back with your calls at 888-MONEY-PIT after this. You live in a money pit. Money pit. Today's Money Pit is presented by DIYs, a unique mobile app that helps homeowners tackle DIY projects better and wiser. It's a one-stop shop for engaging video tutorials and step-by-step instructions where you can shop for tools and even video chat with a trade professional if you need help. The DIYs app, available in the App Store. That's DIYZ. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. You're going to get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a $200 gift certificate to Lumber Liquidators. You can choose from over 400 types of first-quality flooring, including pre-finished hardwood, bamboo, laminate, vinyl plank, and even wood-look tile. Now, you can use your gift card for all those finishing touches like moldings and grills, but if you're not a DIY, you can actually use it for installation also. We won't tell anybody. We're not going to judge. You use that gift card how you like. You can redeem your gift certificate at LumberLiquidators.com or at one of Lumber Liquidators' 375 stores nationwide. Going out to one lucky caller, drawn at random, make that you. The number again is one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we've got Charlene in Tennessee with a flooring question. What can we do for you? Well, uh, our, we built our house in 2006, and we purchased from the mill solid oak hardwood planks, you know, that we were going to put down for flooring, and it's six inches wide, tongue and groove. Mm-hmm. Under, underneath that, we put... My husband thinks it's called Advantic. Advantic. It was a 50-year warranty, and the mill told us between that 
in the Tongan Groove Solid Oak to put six mil of uh, plastic. All right, so what's the problem we're trying to solve here? The problem that we're solving is in a few areas, one which is mainly the bath and the other is the kitchen, there's a squeaking noise. It's like you can't sneak in that area. It'll make that that noise. So when you go on a diet, your husband can can hear you when you try to sneak into the kitchen to get to the refrigerator, huh? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) All right, so look, this has little to do with what is underneath the floor and more to do with just sort of normal wear and tear and expansion and contraction. The reason those floors are, those boards are squeaking is because they're moving. And so what you need to do is to tighten them up. Now, since it's a finished floor, you can't just go willy nilly throwing nails and screws into it. You got to be a little more strategic. So what you want to do is find the place where there's a floor joist underneath. And you can do that with a stud finder. And once you identify that spot, you drill small holes through the floor and you use what's called a trim screw, which is only a little bit bigger than a finish nail. You screw through the finished floor into the floor joist and that will pull that floor down and make it tighter and reduce the amount of movement that it's capable of. And that's what's going to quiet down your squeak. A little harder to do when it's a finished floor, but that's the way to do it. Okay, it sounds like it might be an easy fix. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, we spend more money on the energy to heat and cool our homes than almost anything else, which is why it pays to take advantage of the latest in thermostat technology. Now, Carrier just announced a new wave of core Wi-Fi thermostats designed to combine home comfort with reduced energy use. Yeah, and Carrier knows what they're doing because you know what they invented? Air conditioning. They actually invented central air conditioning over a 100 years ago. And this new core Wi-Fi thermostat does not disappoint. Because it's Wi-Fi enabled, they're available at a bunch of different price points. And you get the convenience and comfort of remote control access. I love this because you can be on your couch and it's a little chilly. So you can just pull out your phone and turn up the temperature. Or you could be miles away at work and you could turn up the temperature maybe when you're on your way home on a winter day or turn the temperature down. If you're on your way home on a summer day, you can do that all from your phone, no matter where you are. You know, and these core thermostats are super smart. They're going to actually optimize your heating and cooling system's performance based on each home's thermal characteristics. And that's going to improve your energy savings and your comfort. The core thermostats work on a number of system types and brands, and they're available from your local carrier dealer. All right, now we've got Jim on the line from Ohio who's dealing with a high water table. Hi, our sump pump runs like crazy, and we've tried to, uh, you know, make sure that the drainage is a little far away from the foundation. Um, we were going so far as to get the basement sealed, waterproofed, all that stuff, which I think we wasted our money on. But nonetheless, sump pump runs like crazy. All the other things that have been addressed, it's just, and everybody says around here, it is a huge hugely high water table, if that makes sense. So does your basement leak more after hard rain? Nope. So the rainfall is consistent? Right. So this could be the unique situation where you really truly do have a high water table. If you get basement leakage and precipitation that is worse after snowmelt or rainfall, then it's almost always gutter problems or problems with drainage, uh, you know, angle of the grade, that sort of thing. Right, right. As a matter of fact, we, we took your advice from past shows and had all that stuff addressed uh, because it is such a common issue, but this is the oddball. You know, leave it to us to have the oddball. If you truly do have a high water table and you have a subsurface drainage system in below the floor of the basement, 
then that's pretty much all that you really can or should be doing right now. Is the water evidencing itself in some way? Is it coming up beyond the floor? No, no, no. It stays in, in the sump well. But my, I know my pump's not going to last forever. We go through, we've gone through seven or eight of them in 12 years. Take a look at the pumps that are made by Wayne, the Wayne uh, Pump Company. They make really good pumps that, in fact, they have pumps that are auto-reversing so that if they do get clogged, that they will reverse themselves to kind of spit out the clog and then come back on again. Oh, okay. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Hey, have you ever had your plumbing pipes just spring a leak? It may be caused by the water running through them. We'll explain after this. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, but you can also post your question to the Money Pit's brand spanking new community section at moneypit.com. And that's what Jackie did, who has a very interesting problem with her plumbing system. Oh, I know this problem very well. All right, Jackie writes, I've had two leaks in my copper water that have been very expensive to repair. They both were caused by pinhole leaks in that copper, and my plumber is recommending that I replace the pipes rather than repair them further. Why is this happening, and does replacement make the most sense? This is a beautiful 1940 cape, and I want to try to maintain that. Yeah, this is a very annoying problem because you think when you have a house that's got copper plumbing that it's not going to wear out, right? But the problem is that in some situations, depending on your local water, you get a reaction between the water and the copper that actually causes it to erode and causes these pinholes to form inside the pipe. And there's no easy solution here. So I, I hate to tell you that, Jackie, but when this happens, I am definitely in favor of replacing the entire pipe and following the advice of your plumber because unfortunately this is the same as if you had steel pipes in your house right i always say if you have steel pipes replace everything that's accessible whenever you open up a wall if you find one inside replace that you want to do the same thing if you're in an area that's got acidic water where it's reacting with the copper and it's deteriorating it replace that pipe but don't replace it with copper you want to replace it with pex now, PEX is, stands for cross-link polyethylene, and it's a very easy plumbing pipe to use. It can be, it's very flexible. You can sort of wind it through walls if you have to. It's never going to wear out. You're not going to have any issues once this is done. You don't have to do it all at once, but like I say, if you can do everything that's accessible, perhaps when you're ready to budget for that, do it then. And then if you find in the future that you've torn open a wall to put in a new bathroom or made a repair or something of that nature, do the rest of those pipes when you can get to them because there's no easy easy solution here. You're going to eventually end up replacing all of that plumbing. And I definitely wouldn't tell you to repair it one uh, small hole at a time because that's just going to put you in the poor house. No. And you know what? I started having this weird leak right at my desk in my basement at home. And it was just like this trickle running down the wall. And then there had been like a pool of paint. I ended up just replacing that copper line, the whole line in the ceiling, because I didn't want to just be chasing these leaks in the future. And apparently it's very common in my town. Yeah. One shower a day is enough. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Do you love displaying photos in your home, but you find that looking for the frames and getting the photos to look right is always a hassle? Leslie has tips to make it easy in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. 
That's right. You know, one of the greatest ways to make a space your own is to hang pictures that mean something to you and your family. But if you visited a frame shop lately to check on the price, you know it can be super expensive. So instead, you can buy inexpensive frames from just about anywhere and then customize the matting. It really is much easier than you think. You just need heavy-duty paper in any color that complements the picture you want to frame. Go ahead and cut the outside of the paper to match the interior dimensions of the frame you're going to use. And then with an X-Acto knife or even an actual mat cutter, you want to cut a square or rectangle big enough to display as much of the picture that you want showing. Now, here's the trick of the trade. You want to get non-acidic tape and tape only one side of the picture to the mat. Taping more than one side could cause it not to lay straight or to wrinkle. And now you have learned all the tricks to mat like a pro. Go ahead, create groupings of similar photos for added impact or use black and white prints to bring a cohesive look to different photos. Go crazy, create a gallery. It truly is a unifying and gorgeous creation that you can bring to your home. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, do you want to beat the heat this summer? Well, so does your garden. We're going to have tips on a system called micro-irrigation. It actually allows you to get the water right where you need it without any waste, and it's perfect when you get those really hot dog days of July and August. We'll tell you exactly what you need to know with step-by-step instructions on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.